0: Welcome to the J-Train Podcast. This is J-Train, Jared Freak coming to you live from Harlem, New York City. We're here every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, As many of you know, I'm back. It's been about three weeks traveling for me. It started with... Being uh, in Miami for a wedding, then Thanksgiving in Florida, then Alabama for shows, and then we did the live view Up tour on the West Coast, and then that brought us down to Phoenix in Texas. What an experience. Uh, I'll remember it forever. I know that sounds like uh, a lie. I will. It was an amazing experience. The shows were all fun in their different ways. It was amazing to me. Let me just say this. If you're listening to this show, I know it's a Word advice podcast. People email in. If you're new here, if someone's just suggested this to you, people send in their emails, we give them advice. It happens to be that 95% of the emails are about dating and relationships. And you know what? I'm going to say something that might shock you. Dating's hard. Relationships are difficult. And you know what? That's not exclusive to your town or your city. It's everywhere in its own special way. Um, I remember... It, it's it's interesting to see the difference between a city that people transplant to, uh, from a city that people you know grew up in, um, to see the you know the cities like you know a San Francisco where the women at the show want to figure it out, much like they want to figure out the company they were they started. You know, when you go to a town like L.A. and they're all you know, they're funny about it. They're all like rolling their eyes at all the, the dramatics of it all. The, the cities where someone goes and moves to hustle, they can always blame it on the hustle. The city where everyone lives nearby and they know everyone, they, they blame it on maybe I'll leave this city or they'll blame it on, oh, I know too many people here and everyone knows me and knows how I act and there's a story out of me. It's different in every city and hard in every city. It, it's funny if you go listen to any of the live you ups You'll hear, like, we'll go, is dating hard here? And then everyone will go, yeah! You know, they're, they're angry, but they get it. It's just, uh, what a blast. What a fun couple weeks it's been. Um, I want to thank you all, anyone who came to the shows, anyone who was a part of them. You guys, everything was amazing. I had a great time. Like, you know, you know, I hate to say it, life is good. I'm doing a podcast I like doing. I do stand-up. Uh, it's pretty, it's been fun. And uh I have you guys to thank for that. So let's uh, today's episode, um, turn down those lights, people. I need you to turn them up, get the dimmer, turn the lights down, because it's you and J train. That's right. You and me taking the emails, just the sounds the smooth sounds of Papa JT right into your ear. That's right, people. And, you know, we'll do a bunch of emails. This is one of those episodes I like to warn you ahead of time. We're going to do a lot of emails. Maybe some of them will be longer than I would get to with a guest. And we're really going to dig in. Um, I mean, this is, this is, um, I'll read this email. Intros too long. <laughs> I do like constructive feedback. I know sometimes, I'll you know, when someone writes, but I, I, I can tell when there's thoughts. Train, I love your podcast, but lately the intros for your guests have gone so long that I've been skipping through 20 to 30 minutes just to get to your content. Your guests are great, but mainly I listen for you. Oh, my God, the nuts of mine. I've been feathered. It feels like a bird is fluttering its its wings against the sack of my nuts. So I understand that. Just a suggestion. Appreciate all you do for the dating community. Best from blankety blank. So I will say this. I appreciate any feedback. Listen. Um, Some of the guests you might love Some of the guests you might disagree with But the reality of this show And the reason I love doing it Is I can bring many different perspectives in And every episode is a little different Some of the emails might be similar But the perspective changes Based on who I have on the show So um, I only bring someone on Because I think they're funny And I think you will too So I hope that you guys support The comics I bring on That's kind of why I go a little too long With people um, just to get you a taste of who they are And what they're like um, And I agree with her You know, I could be, you know We write to edit That's my That's my kind of Motto with life None of us are perfect None of us, we're all writing rough drafts But we write rough drafts To edit them to make them better You can, pers- you can put that on anything in your life I try to, I go on stage every night And I bomb, I bomb every night And I do that to edit it, to make it better for the next time, and I stay hopeful, you know? And sometimes it doesn't ever get better. Um, Look, what if I just started crying? Just, (laughs) it's never gonna be, it's gonna get better. It's gonna, you write to edit, write to edit. So that's the same with this podcast. We're gonna get right into the emails. Uh, Before I get going, I wanna let you guys know, I am coming to Springfield, Massachusetts. Here are my dates, and it's all stand-up from now on, okay? The live podcasts um, are done. I'm happy we did them. I'm sure we'll do more in the future. I would like to revamp the show a little bit. I'm always tinkering, always. That's me under the car. I'm under the hood of the U Up podcast live thinking, what can we do better? What can we do? What can we do to make a, you know, right to edit, right to edit? So I am going to be Springfield, Massachusetts, the 26th through the 28th of December. That's my last weekend of shows outside of town for the year. Then I'm in Naples, Florida, the 2nd through 5th of January. Then Salt Lake City, Utah. I've never been there. Salt Lake City, Utah, January 17th and 18th. I'm going to be in Buffalo, Helium Comedy Club in Buffalo, the 23rd of January to the 25th. And then Nashville for Valentine's Day, San Diego for my birthday weekend, Um Then it's a wedding for me. Then Laugh Boston in March and um, Gotham in April. Or, yeah, is that April? That's April. So that's kind of the look ahead. But if we're going to look at dates to come to, Springfield, Massachusetts, and Naples, Florida, you're up next. Bring people. That's the thing. I always say this, and I said this live podcast, but I mean it more now than ever with my stand-up. I know you guys will enjoy. I, I, you understand the sensibility of me, and that's why this podcast is so great. Bring the friends. If you're friends with them, I'd probably be friends with them. If you like my stuff, they'd probably like it too. Maybe they're not podcast people, but are they go out and have a couple drinks and laugh people? That happened. <laughs> I, I, I might have said this on the podcast, but my mom, I went to visit my parents for Thanksgiving, and my mom was, um, I think I said this on the Blair Saki episode. Um, my mom met this this woman goes up to her she's like hi and then my mom the woman was with her son she's like this is my son you know jake and my mom goes do you know that's jared freed and i was like oh my god fucking kill me and she's like he's a com- do you like my mom said do you like comedy and it's like everyone will tell you they like comedy no one's like no i don't like laughing so and then and she's like do you know that's jared freed and it's like no one fucking knows who i am so but, but it was funny to me because just like your friends if you say to them do you like to laugh yeah they all like to laugh and that's my job to make the ha's happen that's why I'm the wizard let's do some emails jtrainpodcasts at gmail.com podcast at gmail.com this feels good to say that again it's been a while Jared and Shelby hope all is well Shelby's not here today but uh, listen he's here Shelby say hello give us a hello <phone rings> Okay. Yeah, hi, hi, Shelby. Hi. We'll see you soon. He'll be back in studio at Feather Nation Studio coming up for the next episode. But um, hope all is well, Feather, Feather. Long-time listener, long-time fan. That being said, I need some guidance. I got on Bumble a week ago just to swipe maybe uh, for the ego boost, but not expecting anything out of it. When I started messaging a guy, let's call him Austin, he surprised me. We wrote novels back and forth and eventually moved to texting. I described my dream guy. He would definitely... If I describe my dream guy, he would definitely be it. I've never felt this way about someone until now. So everything was going great, and I could tell it was mutual. We had a plan to go on a date after finals, but Sunday night, he stopped messaging me. So I went, so I sent one follow-up asking if he was still down to do something this week and got no response from Austin. And then, of course, I posted something on my Instagram story last night, and he saw it. So I definitely got the message that he's not interested anymore. But my question is, why emotionally blue-ball me like that? I've never had a guy invest so much time into messaging, and... Then he just ghosts me uh when all the signs were telling me the opposite would you would you all have your opinion and take on this I've attached photos of some of the messages for references and photos of him and me um also I wouldn't mind a celeb look like well we're gonna have to do that an- another time guy's a good looking guy um and it's a lot of messages tons of blue tons of green you know tons of uh this guy responding um. He's going on and on. This is working out. She's cute. He's cute. Like, there's nothing that really um, surprises me. Um, This happens. I think the problem with dating apps and the problem with texting with someone is you can write your own script. You can sound however you want to sound. And effort is different on text than it is in person. So... Here's the other thing. Before we get into all that, you don't know what the fuck's going on. He could be sending you these long novels from the toilet while he avoids his girlfriend in the other room. You don't know that. You don't know what he's going through. This has way less to do with you than you even believe. The other thing is, here's what I was always told. I remember when I used to sell life insurance, and I reference that because that's all I know. No sale happens over the phone it never there's no closing that's done over the phone it only happens at the desk face to face when you're with the person so I I, I, I don't want to blame you but I'm I'm saying let's write to edit okay you made the mistake of getting too far ahead I don't and that's okay we all do but if you're messaging over an app, there's a point where you know. You don't have to keep going with these sonnets to people. Oh, I want to tell you that I have been thinking of you all the weekend. You don't have to write so much. Hey, I kind of get, we all know a text vibe. The vibe is good. Hey, man, this has been a blast. I got to get going. Uh, let me know when you're free to go get some drinks. It uh, Here's my number. Let me know when you're free to get some drinks. There you go. Put the tools in his hand, her hand, whoever it may be. Hey, this has been great. I've really enjoyed talking to you. You don't have to go seven paragraphs down. Hey, and it's okay. This is like that Seinfeld episode where he wants to end on a high. George keeps leaving meetings early when he says something good and then he leaves on a high and everyone thinks he's doing great at work. Leave on a high. Hey, that was hilarious. I totally agree. Uh, I got to get off this app. I can't spend. And that's an okay excuse. Hey, we've done enough here. I got to get off this app. Um, Let me know when you're free and ready to do a drink. I'm down. Here's my number. And then you just, it's like taking your number and throwing it at their face and going, hey, take it. Let's do it. And you can't be afraid of losing something you never had. So if you've never met and you've only messaged over the app, you have nothing. Nothing. Quicksand running through your fingers. Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. Emotional support side chick? Jared, I'm writing on behalf of my best friend. She knows I'm writing to you. She's currently considering getting back together with her high school ex. Quick background. They were together in high school. He wanted a long-term marriage relationship, and she wasn't ready for all that before college. So they broke up and went their several ways. They've had some on and off again. On and off contact, texting handful of meetups in the past few years, but now that she'll be returning to their home city for good, college is ending, she's thinking about something more. She's mentioned to him she wouldn't be interested in a serious relationship until after grad school, which will finish about a year from now. He's currently sleeping around with other girls, but still will make time for her to talk, hang out, though they're not hooking up. He's told her in the past that he still loves her, and recently has told her he's She'd he'd sleep with her in a heartbeat. Oh, if I must. Ah, if you need it, I'll sleep with you in a heartbeat. I can do you that favor. Uh, within the past few months, he stopped drugs, alcohol, and vaping, which he's taking as signs he might be ready for something more long-term. However, he cheated when they were together in high school. Uh, I'm not really gonna... It, I, I understand why they're bringing that up, but, like, yeah, you were in high school. You also didn't... Pay your, you know, you also lived in a house where all your food was paid for. So, you know, how different was life then? And she's worried he won't g- want to give up his current dating's lifestyle for an exclusive relationship. Within the past few weeks, he's been super interested in hanging out with her, but hasn't initiated anything physical, despite saying he'd love to sleep with her. But he'll s- share details of his hookups with other girls. She wants to know your opinion. Should she wait to see if he'll initiate any uh, an official relationship? Or should she ask if he's interested in something more, wait it out for a while? Does he see her as just a challenge to try and win over and then dump, never be ready for a serious relationship? She'll take any insight you can offer. Here, Here's what I would say to this girl. You're at a transit. I, I, don't, I don't think any decision should be made during transitional parts of life. She sounds like she's graduating college. She's moving back to a new town. All of that change is hard. And what you do when you're going through change is you look for someone consistent. Someone that offers you uh, a little, you know, that makes you feel a little bit better than nobody. I think she's going back to this dude because he's nice to her, fields her texts, has been someone who's been consistent since high school. People from high school you already know the deal with. They know you in a more intimate way than... You know, because they know how you grew up and the street you grew up on and they're easier to talk to. But the easy solution is is rarely the good one. To me, this is all too easy. He was talking about marriage in high school. Yeah, of course, because he didn't know what went into marriage, what meant to get married to someone, the hardships of a relationship. Go watch Marriage Story right now on Netflix and tell me that you in high school could be ready to tell someone you want to get married to them. Then think about how ridiculous that sounds. Go watch that movie. I watched that movie. I was fucking paralyzed. Because cause all of it made sense. If you watch that movie, and we're going to talk about it on You Up next week, but go watch that movie. Go watch it. And and tell me that that's a decision a high schooler can make. Or even say to someone. You know, those people that are like, high school, oh, we're high school sweethearts. Yeah, that is so hard in itself too. But you're going back to easy. So if I'm her... I move home. I stop talking to him. I mean, this is easy advice to give, hard to take. I move home, I stop talking to him, I make my own life. I figure out what the next year is going to be. Oh, I don't want to get married till after grad school. Okay. How can you even make that decision when you don't know how much money you'll make then or how much or or where you'll be working or where the world will take you. You're going to grad school to make yourself better to have a career. What if that grad school looks at you and goes, "Hey, you gotta go across the country. You can have the greatest career in the world and and that will be something valuable. You know, I, 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 I think this is a crutch. I think this person is a crutch. I think you're a crutch to him. I think when you say, well, he's fixing his life and he's not doing drugs or alcohol. Yeah, 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 uh, that, that, that doesn't matter to me. Meet new people, make new friends, make new relationships, dating's hard, but don't opt out because it's hard, okay? opt into the difficulty of change. I just, you know, I just read that email and it just seems like two people. And listen, that's not to say I hate bringing this up, but that's not to say it can't work out between you. But right now, you guys are planning this so much that you're not even letting yourself have a life and have to go through discomfort, which that's every time I've been uncomfortable, I've come out the other side feeling more comfortable, feeling more assured. That's how we do jokes on stage, stand-up comedy. You go up with an idea, it bombs. Then you try the idea a different way, it bombs again, it's uncomfortable. Then you try the idea again and again and again, and it gets better and better and better, and then all of a sudden, you know how to do the joke. I think a lot of that's a lesson for life. Train Podcast at gmail.com. train Podcast at gmail.com, we're sponsor people. Ooh, Fab, fit FabFitFun. Fab, what a perfect gift! FabFitFun is for any of the women in your life. I can't speak for men. I love watching, you know, my girlfriend go through the box. I've said it. The 2019 FabFitFun winter box is on sale now. Uh, I, 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 the get the stuff in the box. All of it's full size beauty, lifestyle, um, and fitness products, and home and wellness products, and they're sent straight to your doorstep each season. And what I like about it is that you can sign up for it for a loved one or you can sign up for yourself and you get to experience different goods that you wouldn't let yourself do. You ever walk through the store and see something on the shelf and you go, eh, it's so much money, I don't need it. FabFitFun makes all of those kind of luxury products more accessible to you because you'll go through it, you'll see what you like, see what you don't like, and you get a value of over $200 in every box. Okay, but they sell for forty nine ninety nine, so the box has a value of over two hundred dollars, and they sell for forty nine ninety nine. I mean, they sell out too; they don't just have an endless amount of boxes. I, I, I just love what FabFitFun does for people's mentality. What's better than coming on, coming home, and they're like, "You got a package," and you see the package, you go, "Oh, I get to go through this and 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 judge it." It's a fun judgment. I, I think. You put, I watch my girlfriend take the cream, put it on her hand and go, ew! And then I watch her put it on her hand and go, oh my God, I love it. It's all the emotions. It's fun. Great gift, great gift. And I'm going to give you free money. Uh, Use coupon code JTRAIN for $10 off your first box at FabFitFun.com 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 Code JTRAIN 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 for $10 off It retails for $49.99 but always has a value of over $200 FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box with full size beauty, fitness, fashion and lifestyle products It is such a great gift It's such a great way to get outside Again, back to that last email Tough to make a change Even with your your creams, even with your shampoo. But you know what this does? Gives you a moment that makes those changes a little bit easier. Lets you go out on a ledge with a little belay, the FabFitFun belay, because you're not spending all that money. Don't we wish we had this for all relationships? Huh? Huh? She shit in my bed and I wanna see her again. jtrainpodcast at gmail.com, J-train Podcast at gmail.com. Dearest Daddy Train, thanks for all the great work you do, Feather, Feather. I'll get right into it. I've been seeing this girl for a few weeks now. I'm writing you from my couch after our third date ended in disaster. We had a great night out at the bars, dancing and making out all night. We went back to my place and started getting hot and heavy. I was fingering her, and right after she came, <laughs> I love how assured that is. That's a young guy, dude thing to say. Yeah, I was fingering her after she came. Oh, yeah, is that what you think happened? You're positive? I don't know. I would, <laughs> I'd be, I would, I just, uh, I've aged out of that sentence. I was fingering her and, uh, after she was mildly fine with it. That is how I would write. I smelled something foul. She jumped up, ran to the bathroom. I turned my bedroom lights on and that's when I saw it. Yes, Jay train my bed was covered in shit. A whole load. Whoa. She didn't come out of my bathroom for 20 minutes, and when she did, her makeup was smeared from crying, and she was saying that we should never see each other again. I tried assuring her that I was okay, but she wasn't hearing it. I mean, I get it. If I shouldn't in the girl's bed, I'd probably want to crawl into the earth and never be seen again. Yeah, I'm with you. No one's wrong here. The thing is, I've had a great time hanging out with this girl, and in spite of this shitty situation, <laughs> I really want to see her again. Shit happens, but I'd be bummed if this was the reason we stopped seeing each other the last thing she said to me before leaving my apartment was you can text me but we probably shouldn't see each other again how do i let her know that this isn't a huge deal and i'd like to keep seeing her written for my couch as my mattress is covered in bleach so i'll take this story at face value um to me all you can do is send her a text being like hey shit happens ha, ha. <laughs> i mean you got to be lighthearted about it you do i'll take you you i could understand this happening and wanting to see her again i that's the interesting part about this email i do understand he's like we had fun like whatever happened happened this kind of this should show you all that like there's no wrong move on a date if you're connecting you can take a shit on the bed and the person's gonna go hey uh let's go out again so anyone that's telling you, oh, I'm too busy or, uh, or someone that didn't get back to your text or, again, that first email where you met on Bumble and you're saying, oh, well, what went on? You did nothing wrong. I mean, this person shit on the bed. The guy's still going, let's do it again. I, I don't care. So this, I, I, I like this email because it should teach anyone out there wondering if they should text someone again. Fucking text again. Do it right now. Someone took a dump on a bed and the guy still wants to see that person. So whatever you're doing isn't that bad. Also, this shit on the bed, I get it. It fucking sucks. We can all understand. We can all empathize with, you know, making it in our pants. So it's funny to me that I can totally understand you wanting to see her again. The part that would make less sense is if someone who... So had that happen to their bed reached out said hey um i totally understand if you're embarrassed i just want to let you know um shit happens lol you can like make light of it um i honestly like i do enjoy your company you have to be a little bit vulnerable you have to get you have to move this forward a little quicker and don't feel like you're in a relationship just because you guys shared this experience together just say hey i've been really enjoying your company And I want to let you know that I would love to take you out again, and while this is something that I'm sure makes you feel embarrassed, just know I'm cool with it. We've all had things happen like this. We've all been embarrassed. It would be more, it's actually more weird that she would hold this against you. And if she is, to me that means she might not have been into it. And is using this as an excuse to get out of the whole thing. That's my thought. Like, sometimes you play up the parts that will socially get you out of things just to get out of something for reasons that aren't as socially acceptable. Like, socially, she can say to her friends, I shit this guy's bed and I could never see anyone like that again. I could never see anyone after I've looked like that again. Socially that's okay. Everyone at the brunch table would go, we get it. Get away from him. I could never be around someone who saw me shit the bed. The less understandable one would go, yeah, this guy said he really liked me, and yeah, I don't... It's actually interesting that, hey, he really likes me and he's a great guy, but I don't really feel it. It's harder to tell your friends than I shit the bed and I could never see his face again. And and that's the crazy part about it, but that's understandable. So you take your one chance, let her know that, you know, be vulnerable, be nice, make light of it a little bit, um, and then let her come to you because, and I said this at the end of the Becky Robinson episode, I do believe let people's excuses be the excuses and don't take them personally. Um... Because it's hard enough to tell someone that's great. Because anyone who's listening to this is a good and fine person and deserves to date someone. That's the hardest person to tell you don't want to see them again. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. This is an alone cast, baby. If you're, it's your first time listening, uh, thank you for joining the show. We take emails from listeners, give them advice. Usually I have a Special comedian guest, Uh, this episode is an alone cast. We turn down the lights, we light a candle, we get through a bunch of emails. Second date, where you at? Hey, Jared, big fan of the pod, got a quick question. Went on a great date last Tuesday. We met via Bumble. I live in Hoboken, he lives in the city. He came out to Hoboken, we had a great time and asked me out for a second date for the following week towards the end of the first date. Both agreed for it to be in the city. The day was so much fun and the banter was spot on. We've been texting throughout the week, but no mention of the next date, the one that he brought up on the other date. I texted him today, Sunday, to see how this weekend was. He replied saying he was at a service for his grandpa that died. Obviously, I gave my condolences, etc. Still no sign of his second date. How long should I wait this out? Why did he ask me for a second date if perhaps he had no intention of going through with it? What should I do? What is your take on the situation? Also left my profile pic. Uh, Okay, so there's one quick thing. I never really, like anybody who says they want a second date during the first date, you have to kind of question how, how, in how, you know when they say like, you know, they they weren't in a good cap- they, they didn't have the right capacity to make that decision. You know when people change their wills when they're like 95 years old and it's like their young boyfriend or girlfriend takes their hand and signs the the change of the will and they go they don't have the proper capacity uh, to make that decision on their own. That's kind of how I feel about anyone who makes a second date during the first date. They don't have the proper capacity. A date needs to be made when you could also sit on your couch, that's the most trustworthy. I just don't, when a guy may, especially guys, anytime I've been like, we should do this again, it's a part of me, it's to see them feel good about that, as bad as that sounds, to see them like agree to that and then and, and feel good about that, and it makes me feel good. That's a bad, I, I don't think, you know, I, I can't say I'm above that. Also, part of that is to get them to be like, oh, well, it's a, to build trust, to hook up. You know, that plays in the decision of should I go bring this guy back after a great first date? Well, he said he's going on date two, so why wouldn't we go up and, you know, maybe get in bed and get naked and make some mistakes? You know, I so that's why I don't trust it. So I I wouldn't I understand what she's saying. She's like, he brought up the day. I'm not saying this is also to say, I'm not saying you can't question that person. I'm not saying you can't say, hey, like I, I think you put it away, you put it in the file, and you bring it out to the court case to the next when you guys trial the second date. So the date gets done, you have fun, you make out on a street corner, you go home, you're like, Can't wait to see you again, pump for next week. Let me know where you want me to go. And the guy writes back, you know, drunk after the first date. Yeah, can't wait for next week either. Then you guys have this whole text exchange, Sunday rolls around, you want to get an answer. Oh, I had my grandfather's funeral services. I'm so sorry. Holy shit. How was that like? Great. You guys have a conversation about that. Then Monday rolls around. Hey, I know you just had the grandfather thing. I'm not sure how busy things are, but let me know when you want to do the next day. That would be my next text. I mean, I have their conversation. She sent it in. He writes, how are you? Doing well, getting ready to go to a party. How about you? Watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. How's that going? She says. It's going well. I'm so tired. When's the party? Uh, Where's the party? She writes where it is. Oh, nice, nice. I'm hoping I won't be out too long. I don't know where we're going from there, she says. You'll have fun, he says. We'll see. Not trying to go crazy, LOL. Are you? Well, text me when you're done having fun. I can be your booty call, he writes. Hmm. So that was the first text she sent. Oh. Then she wrote, How was your weekend? So I guess this is a different text. Him writing, let me be your booty call. To me, that's him being like, let me you know, get the hookup that I didn't get after the first date, to tell you the truth. And then it goes, hey, how was your weekend? It was good. What about you? Got a little crazy with the girls today. We demolished a bodega that definitely hit their Q4 budgets because of us. And you? That's a fun text. I had service for my grandpa. He passed away a few months ago. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love that she sends she sends like, got a little crazy with the girls, demolished a bodega, and they definitely hit their Q four budget because of us. And then like the T V studio audience laugh happens, ha. <laughs> and then he just writes in, had a service for my grandpa. He passed away a few months ago. Like immediate <laughs> fun time's over. Grandpa's dead. She writes, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. My condolences to you and your family. It's okay. He had a good run, but we had a service in New York today because he was living in Florida. I hope it was a nice service. I'm sure you and your family honored him well. Very nice thing to write. Yeah, it was just nice. N- and then he writes, yeah, it was nice. Just long. <laughs> he writes, she writes, was it a... <laughs> oh, this stupid service honoring my grandpa was so long. He writes, she writes, uh, was it a full mass too? Kinda. Are you in the city now? He writes, Yeah. Oh, okay. And then that's the end of the conversation. Here's the deal to me. He wanted to hook up after the first day. Um, he's deciding on the second day right now. The grandpa thing, you can ignore. You've done your work. You gave the condolences. You're not being too much by being like, Okay, enough with uh, dead grandpa. Let's make the date. I would text right now, hey, down for that date. If you want to do something, let me know. No, no offense taken either way. And then he either makes a plan or doesn't. And if it's not an exact plan, you know what he's looking for. He's looking for, he is, you know, a lot of these dates are like racking up contacts. Think of them as networking for their dicks. I mean, that's what he's doing. I'll go on the first date. I have someone in the Rolodex that I'll try and call on when my penis is ready. I know that's a horrifying way to look at it, but that's kind of how I see it. She's like, well, the date went great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're now in the Rolodex. He was, he, he's going, I was a gentleman. I don't want to date her, but I, you know, that's someone I'll call on until she tells me to stop. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. We're sponsor people. Woo! This is a good sponsor for this time of year. Okay. Um, because I love quip, quip, quip. It's a useful, you know, for the man in your life, the woman in your life, anyone that's out there. People love gifts that they're going to use. And that's what you want. And holiday shopping season is here. And this year, your gift can start next year's good habit with quip quip is something that's sure to put a smile on everyone's mouth because it's dental care they actually want to use every day oh, here's the thing about quip you're like i'm gonna buy someone a fucking toothbrush yeah, yeah yeah why not it's a great stocking stuffer it's a great first night of hanukkah gift are you kidding me here's something you'll enjoy you'll use and why don't you buy them the first couple months of refills now they don't have to think about it sign them up for an account it's thoughtful and practical um, refill a, a, with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss and toothpaste, all intentionally designed to make good habits simple. That's a big deal to me. I bring this up all the time with Quip. You're supposed to brush for two minutes. It has the timer that go, that like clicks every 30 seconds. So you get to four clicks and you're done, okay? You tell me that's how long you've been brushing since 10 years old. Tell me. If you're like, no, 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 I, I, I usually go longer, then whoa, whoop dee do I'm going to tell you right now, you don't. You probably don't. I mean, I'm getting to the first click, and I'm going, ooh, my arms hurts. I'm so sore. It's... These newer products are about keeping you honest with yourself, and that's what Quip does, okay? they got over 3 million happy customers, and check everyone off your gift list right now. It's easy to do. Just go to getquip.com slash jtrain. That's get G-E-T, quip, Q-U-I-P.com slash jtrain to save on gift sets and get your first refill free with a refill plan. That's your first refill free at get qui com slash jtrain getquip.com slash jtrain getquip.com slash jtrain that's the end of our sponsors people for this episode so if you want to support any of our sponsors the description the description is in are the all of our sponsors promo codes and stuff is in the description of every episode that's classic shelb crushing it okay Let's move on. Should I bring my new boyfriend to my new job's holiday party? Jared, featherfeather, feather, love the show, and listening to you is one of the best parts of my week. That is way too nice. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm 29, recently accepted a director position in a well-known healthcare business in my community, and I start early in early January. My boss invited me to their company holiday party this week so they can get to know the doctors and some of my other colleagues. My question is this. Should I bring my boyfriend to the party? We recently started dating and he's more than willing to go. But I'm not sure if bringing a new boo to a professional work function is proper etiquette. This might be fucked up, but the biggest reasons I want him to come with me are that he has a really good job in sales. He's good networking, working in a room, and uh, networking and working a room, an area I'm admittedly not great at. And he went to the same Big Ten school my boss did. Is it weird to bring a family new boyfriend to a work event like this or will it bode well for me? A quick insight would be appreciated. Hmm. When I first read the email, I thought she should go alone. <clears throat> the reason um, being is you don't want to be the person, you don't want um, it's an interesting position, okay? She hasn't started the job yet, and she's going there to meet the new people, and so she's not going there to be at the work party where she knows everyone. She's going to have a few drinks and everyone's going to talk shit about the one person in the office they all hate. That's not the that's not the the holiday party she's going to. She's going to a, like kind of like a preview of who she's working with. To me, I know your boyfriend is a great, you don't want, I, I think you want to go alone. I think you got to throw yourself in the water to learn how to swim. And, And you said it's relatively new, so you don't know if this person's going to be a part of your life. The way you meet these people is the way they're going to remember you forever. You get one chance at a first first impression, and they're going to look at you and go, oh, that's the girl with the boyfriend that was really nice. You know, like you want them to remember you. You're the one going to work there. And at the very least, I think you go alone, you have a fun time, you go hang with the boss. He's the one that told you to come or she, um, I'm not sure, he or she told you to come. Um, when someone asks, why didn't your boyfriend come? Yeah, he's uh, he's back at home. Don't worry about him. I, I figured I wanted to be able to free myself to meet people. I, I have this thing with like, you know, sometimes when I do shows at the Comedy Cellar, it's a bunch of different comics. I like bringing my girlfriend to the Comedy Cellar because I, I we can have a fun time together and I enjoy her being there. But like when it comes to like a Tuesday night when I'm talking with people I haven't really met before, it's tough to give people the time and the the, the listening you want to give them when there's also someone else there that you also have to give attention to. So I would go San's boyfriend uh, to the work event and because you're giving them all of you. You don't want to give them half of you to then... Put some of the responsibility of meeting you on the boyfriend. I would I would go alone. Not because of your relationship, more because of you at the new job. J Train Podcast at Gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. This one says Personal Advice Question. It's kinda long. Please don't read this on my podcast. So when do I read it? I mean, this is not how... Listen, if you want a advice question and you don't want to on the podcast, the best way to do it is through Patreon. Patreon, every Sunday, I do a new Coffee with J Train. This week, I talked about all the stops on the tour, one interaction with a male audience member that kind of went a little weird. Um, go check it out. Uh, patreon.com slash Jared patreon.com slash Jared Freed. And then I also do personal advice. So if you don't want to run the podcast, you know, you can sign up for the personal advice and I get back to you within a week. Um, I go through your situation. I give it the same care and love that I give uh, questions here, except a little bit more personalized. So uh, patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Um, is flirting cheating? Love the pod in your show. Just want to. <laughs> Some advice on a recent situation. I've been dating my girlfriend for about six months and it's been great. I really care about her and I see myself dating her for a very long time. In such a short time, she's added to my life uh, a lot and I'm thankful for her. Last night I went to a work holiday party for people in my career field and we got super drunk, almost blackout. We didn't have dinner so the right so the night took a wild turn. I was with some friends from my old company, so it was nice to see some of my old buddies. I ran into this girl I matched with from Hinge a while back. We never met up for a date, but just speaking generally, this girl is very good looking. My friends ended up leaving, and we chatted most of the night, flirting and talking. We live in the same neighborhood, and she took an Uber to the same area with me. We hugged at the end of the night goodbye. I didn't do anything outwardly wrong, like kissing her or asking for her number, just like I feel really bad about this, like, this like definitely I feel like the flirting crossed the line I was just a little too friendly and just clearly she wanted more from me and definitely knew I had a girlfriend well you don't know that she would bring the fact that I had a girlfriend up in this weird way that really pissed me off to be honest I do not want anything to do with this girl at all and I really don't have any feelings for her my question is did I cheat on my girlfriend or how do I not have this happen in the future I really feel awful about this do I tell her would love your thoughts I don't know you know, is flirting cheating? I The problem is some people's, you know, the the word flirting is kind of vague. Like some people's flirt is how they just interact. That's why a lot of situations kind of get a little awkward. You know, like, uh, you know, it's a miscommunication. That's like, you know, people write into here, they go, I want casual, and then their description of casual seems pretty serious to me. So, and I know... You know, bringing up the girlfriend, I I do understand. I don't. I think I the one part of his email that I don't like. It was too friendly. Just clearly, she wanted more from me, and definitely knew I had a girlfriend. Don't put the blame on the person you're speaking with for actions that you took you were having fun, you were talking to someone that you knew had an attraction for you and you and they knew you had an attraction for them because you've matched on a dating app. So you had knowledge that maybe you wouldn't have had in another century of the world. So you went on that knowledge and you continued with that. So don't put the blame on the person for you being a part of this. Um, I... I don't think, you know, you can do whatever you'd like if you want to tell your girlfriend. I don't think you cheated. I think you didn't cheat. I think you gave a hug and said goodbye to someone that was a little difficult for you to say goodbye to. Um, I think, to me, like, she also doesn't have to, you know, you. I don't think bringing it up to her is going to be, you know, sometimes you can go through an experience and go, you know what? I don't have any more questions. I, you know, and... I don't want to have to go through that again. Again, write to edit. I said this in the beginning. Maybe you look, I wouldn't look back at this as like she was trying to get me. I would look back at this as, hey, I towed the line a little too much. I don't feel good about that. I want to be better. That's the rough draft. I'm going to write to edit. I'm going to be better next time. And you can do that and make yourself better without, you know ruining the world then you know listen and then you're in this weird zone where it's like if you get caught you're fucked but not really you know what you know if this let's say let's say the worst case scenario this woman messages your now girlfriend on Instagram and says boy he was really flirty with me at the party you can go to your girlfriend and say hey um there was definitely some flirtations but we have a history of we've matched um Nothing happened. I don't feel great about, you know, that, th- that this person would message you, but I also feel really good about us, and I hope you can overlook that to be with me. I, I think, like, you know, turning yourself in for something that generally happens, I, I, I think you can be better, and you can take some stock. And I that doesn't make me sound great, but I, I don't think this is one of those things. I would just not get in the habit of blaming someone else for the mistakes that you feel you have made. Because we all do this. I I mean, I'm not absolved of this. Like, we all do that thing where we're like, hey, did I, was I too nice to that person? But honestly, you were honest, you had a good time, you were out, and you guys didn't hook up. So no one took that next step into cheating. There's something to be proud of that. There's also something to be learned from that. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Responsible or controlling? Hello, Father Jay. You're a dude of dudes. I wasn't even a believer in podcasts until my girlfriend made me listen to so many episodes of your show. I then feathered your nuts and told my coworkers, thanks, sir. Keep potting. I wrote in once in June with my title, my girlfriend hates me after a year. Believe it or not, two weeks later, we broke up. Funny thing is, in October, she came back. The kicker here is, although we had our our issues, the breakup was uh, partly due to her new job at At a place where she met some young guy. She immediately started dating this dude after we broke up, although I hated her all summer and thought I'd never speak to her again. We reconnected in October. She stated that she realized she made a mistake and her and I were supposed to be together, yada, yada, yada. I have since taken the bait, and we've been together for about two months. This summer's bullshit is still on my mind. I am not happy about it, but we are working on it. We had a good friend for five years... We had been good friends for five years and dated for one and a half years. I honestly believe this summer may have benefited us. I also experienced the dating scene this summer and understand it's terrifying. I'm 31 and tired of that shit. We've had conversations of how we're in it to win it at this point. However... I mentioned it would be shitty if she went back to the golf course next summer. That's where the job is. And this guy and his friends would probably be working there or at least golfing there often. She agreed she wouldn't, take a full, wouldn't work full-time, yet she said she would want to work some major tournaments to make a lot of, a lot of money quickly. I'm honestly one of the, one of the least jealous and easygoing dudes around, but at this point I would say hell no to working that golf course ever. I understand this is pretty controlling and I've never put rules on my girlfriends, yet I would be very uncomfortable with this. What should I do? My first thought was to show up uh, with all my loudest and meanest friends, get wasted and roll around in golf carts and hassle this guy. (laughs) Well, (coughs) I think he knows that's not the answer to his question. Um, I, to me, this is a tough one. So they're friends for five years. Then they date for a year and a half. Then the summer rolls around um, and they break up, partly because she met a young guy at the course that she works at, and then she comes back in October when golf season's over. I mean, this isn't some things aren't coincidences. Oh, you want to break up the minute someone comes along that might make you a little more excited. Then golf season ends and it's a little harder to hang out because you guys don't go to the same job and you can't go drinking at the shack afterwards easily. Life became less convenient. So the guy who was doting on you during the convenient hours isn't as doting and now you want to leave him for the guy that was good to you when you didn't have to work together. I don't buy it. I'm sorry. I I um I know they're working through things, but I don't buy it from him because he re- the answers are sometimes in the emails. I honestly believe this summer benefited us. I also, expe- he writes, I also experienced the dating scene this summer and understand it's terrifying. I'm 31 and tired of this shit. That's not really a great speech during your vows. Is that what you're going to say? I knew I wanted to marry you the moment I realized... This dating shit is hard. I'm tired of this shit. Is that really what you're going to say to someone? Because that's what you just said to me. And I, I, he might have been writing tongue in cheek, but it doesn't sound like it. You got to take a look in the mirror. Um, I know this person's a good person. I know we all make mistakes. Maybe you feel that she made a mistake by leaving you. Of course you think that. That you're you. Who's better than you? Than, who thinks you're better than you than you and your mom? Nobody. So I, I don't, I. the thing is you can't just get back in and then move on from what happened you gotta move on from what happened and then make real efforts to get back in what happened wasn't really great and now you know the way it was presented to you is oh I met this guy at the golf course and that's why we broke up and now she's like oh yeah I'm gonna go back to the golf course and make some money where you know Joe Blow is and it's like if, unless you guys can have a real conversation about why that person tempted her then, what is it that I wasn't doing for this relationship? What, what about me? You know, that's what I would go back to. Like, not, don't make it about the guy. It's not about the guy. What wasn't working over the summer? Can you tell me what wasn't working between us? Don't tell me a guy came and tempted you because that makes me think that you're like, you know, you're like Yogi Bear and the pie on the on the on the window makes you float away. That's not what happened. There was something wrong with this relationship that needs work. What is that? We never really got down to that. Because I think you would feel better about that if you worked on that thing because then you wouldn't then if you fix that thing that's not working in a relationship whether it's communication or something in the bedroom or something between you, you know, interpersonally if you worked on that, then you go, okay, well, there's no chance that the pie will make you float away. The pie made you float away because something wasn't right in our relationship. So I think you guys need to go back to the drawing board of fixing the thing that was wrong that made someone else so tempting. But otherwise, I I, I got to say, like, you know, if you don't do that, then you just want an easy out of the dating scene, which isn't going to... JTrainPodcast.com. Podcast at gmail.com look at this title Jared please help no idea what the fuck I'm dealing with I'm losing my mind lol ooh <clears throat> Jared love you feathers all day I'm 34 years old met a guy a couple months ago from Tinder found out he is separated not yet divorced didn't faze me he seemed fine seemed we were seeing each other a month, he initiated the exclusivity talk, introduced me to his friends and said I'm the first woman he has seen consistently since the separation. At week four he pumped the brakes and said we had rushed things. He was the one who determined the pace. He said I seemed to, too good to be true and things between us were too good and that scared him he wanted to go back uh, to being a bit more casual went away for 6 days and then when he got back messaged me saying he missed me and wanted and we arranged to catch up the following weekend only for me to see him on tinder the next night with new photos so i knew it was that uh, it was knew it was so i knew it was from that day so i knew it was from that day so okay only came to see me see him on tinder the next night with new photos, so I knew it was from that day. I pulled the plug. He said he just wanted to take some steps back after things have sped up, but wanted to see me to just enjoy each other's company and see if we still get along. I thought it was seemed like he wanted to be friends with benefits, so I asked him if that was what he was inferring to, and he said no. He genuinely just wants to catch up with me. I said I will meet him for coffee or a drink, but that is, that is it, and he wants to meet next weekend, next week. What the fuck, Jared? What am I actually dealing with? Please help. He said he wanted to take steps back after the things had sped up, but wanted to see me just to enjoy each other's company and see if we can still get along. I, I, I don't buy a lot of this. Um, you know what's funny about this email? You know, the first email we read, I, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, the people you read are too young or too old, I don't connect. This email is very similar to the one where the friend wrote in for the friend, for the girl, who's going back to her hometown. They're dealing with same thing. The choice between easy and difficult. And listen, I I understand this. I've I, uh, you know, we all deal with this. You know, the the email that she write he found out he's separated, not yet divorced. Didn't faze me. I I think that's fine. You can date someone who's separated. There can be circumstances where the separated person is like, hey, it's over. I've been in dating for a long time now. That's a. Di- but here's the thing. It sounds like. When someone uh, says after a month of seeing each other, let's be exclusive, and then pumps the brakes and says we've rushed things, even though it's not a we, you rush things, that to me is someone who wants to fill the void of their ex with someone but not have to have to break up with someone. He doesn't want, you know, to me... If I'm you, I'm like, hey, listen, we tried. Uh, We got up the mountain. I was there for it. You pull back. Uh, That upsets me, but at this point, I feel like I'm filling the void uh, that you're missing in your life. And I don't want to be a void filler. I want to be a real person to you. Um, Why don't you give me a call once your divorce is settled and then we can figure, and then I'll meet for coffee. But I'm not going to meet with someone Who's going to make me the cheap filler in his life? Because I ain't no cheap filler. You know, You know, and then you can be the strong. And deb- I'm not a cheap filler woman. You know, like that type of thing. You can do that fun thing. But my, you know, my my family, when we call each other, like my parents or I'll call them when I'm on the way to something. And you can always call tell when someone calls you on the way to something because they're like, oh, what else is going on? And you're like, oh, am I just cheap filler? Am I filling the ride home? Am I getting you to the subway? To me, you're cheap filler for this guy. You're getting him to the divorce. You're making sure his penis still works until he gets to the re, you know, the next relationship. JTrain Podcast at gmail.com. J Podcast at gmail.com. Let's do a couple more. Um Loves the, love these emails. Thank you for sending these. I, I, I They're really they get better and better. Why do guys rub their new hookup in your face? Jared, coming to you again for more wise words of wisdom, I recently stopped seeing a guy I was going on dates with and hooking up with exclusively for about four months because he didn't want to be in a relationship and I was looking for something more serious. Before we stopped seeing each other, he met all of my friends and they, are all, they all got along pretty well. Fast forward to this weekend, he Snapchatted me on Friday night, but but I didn't reply Saturday night while I was out with my friend and her boyfriend we decided to invite this invite the guy invite this guy out because my friend's boyfriend wanted to see him and I assumed we would probably hooked up after he ends up meeting us out but with a girl from my birthright trip who is coincidentally also one of the people I knew prior to moving to the city after graduation it's worth noting that she's pretty okay everyone's pretty somebody you know I went into the bathroom and she followed she told me nothing was going on between them and he was only there because he's friends with her roommate's boyfriend when I left the bathroom my friend's boyfriend told me that the guy said he was hooking up with the birthright girl it was so awfully embarrassing that she he showed up with another girl like two weeks after we stopped talking why do guys do like things like that was it to prove a point that he's fucking other people now not sure why he just wouldn't meet us out would love your thoughts on this. Um not sure why he just wouldn't meet us out. Yeah, I I I uh, to me, I can't figure out the craziness of a of a crazy person. I don't know what I don't know if guys do this like I I think he's I think you both to me you both and I don't listen, I'm not saying that you're wrong. He's probably more wrong than you, but I—I I, who am I to judge? The problem with the relationship game right now is two people can see the same relationship two different ways. And he could have seen it as, yeah, we're just hooking up. It's just, you know, it's nothing. And that same person who thought of it as, yeah, yeah we just hook up, doesn't know that the same person they're hooking up with is like, yeah, we I think we might be getting serious. I think this might go somewhere. So when it ends your connection to it is different than his that's totally normal it's normal for you to be like ah this person touches me a certain way but i think the, the and and it's normal for him to go it only touched me this this amount you know and that's heartbreaking i agree it's heartbreaking to learn that someone didn't feel as invested in you as you felt in them but we also have to look in the mirror if you're if someone that you felt invested in and you ended things because you were looking for something more serious. I think it's okay to say, I don't want to be around that person anymore. Hey, I'm trying to quit alcohol. I'm gonna stay away from bars for a while until I can be around bars without drinking. That's you know, and I think that's the same for you with this guy. I I, I don't I can't answer you why he would bring another girl to the party. I, I can say it's to let you know where he stands, that he's not there to hook up with you, that he's moved on. I don't think it's a, let's make her jealous to let her know that I'm doing great. I don't think that's how ego-filled men act when they have to, t- like in the way you broke up, he's saying, I don't want to get more serious, okay? So that's how you end. So then you invite him to meet up with your friend and her boyfriend. I wouldn't have done that if I were you. I I wouldn't. And then you assume that you guys would probably go back and hook up. There was an ending. I think he smelled that you would still hook up that night. And he was like, and I, I don't think this is a great way to go about it. I wouldn't do it this way myself. He's like, I guess I'll bring this other girl to show that I'm, you know, I've moved on totally. That we're just friends. Your invite wasn't a romantic invite to me. It was a friendly invite. I never would assume that, but that's, kind of what i see from his side if something ends because one person says they don't want to get into a relationship i think the biggest mistake people can make is to go okay fine i'll hook up then it's not going to feel great it's going to get to a point where you resent the person so to get in a, and i'm not i hope this doesn't sound like i'm blaming you i'm not blaming you i'm saying again this is the theme of this episode right to edit you guys ended. it, it's okay that it ended. It sucks, I agree. Um, you then invited him out under the terms that both of you had different ideas of what those terms are. I wouldn't invite someone out that ended it because I wanted more. I would try and get away from that so that I can get through the feelings, the natural feelings that come with ending anything. And then when I'm ready for that type of friendly hangout, I would only invite someone out that I that I was dating if I was ready to see them with someone else jtrainpodcast at gmail.com Train podcast at gmail.com We'll do one more. I want to thank you guys for listening. I love doing this podcast. I love that you love it so uh, keep spreading the word keep telling a friend keep 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 going Help! I'm a jealous monster. jared i'm a jealous monster in need of your healing hands i'm typically a generally reasonable person however lately i've been irrationally jealous of my boyfriend's hot employee even though she has a boyfriend and my boyfriend has never strayed and had never seen anything to be worried about also we live together not sure if that makes a difference but a fact to add to this madness yet i literally have caused two tequila fueled fights over her and the next day I'm like what the fuck is up with my subconscious she is out of control my boyfriend is wondering why I'm acting like a psycho and honestly so am I why am I stalking her, picking fights about it, and how do I stop? I know that I'm being crazy, but I don't know how to ease my mind. My boyfriend had to sit down talk with me about it to try and rationalize the situation, but I hate being the girl that needs constant reassurance and never had to win our relationship before. He deleted her off Snapchat, his only social media, and like I said, uh, assured me that I I'm his own one and only and he loves me and I'm the apple of his eye blah 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 but I want, but I want this internal anxiety to go away please send me uh not please help me knock off this irrational jealousy um she then sends pictures of herself she's very cute um here's what I would say to her the one thing that screams to me in this email your boyfriend okay so here's let's let's Look at this again. She's got a boyfriend. He, uh, Her boyfriend has an employee who's hot. The, employ- the hot employee has her own boyfriend. And the boyfriend she has has never strayed, never had anything to worry about. And they live together. And then she gets drunk on tequila. She starts getting crazy about this new hot employee. No one can tell you how to feel. You obviously feel something. There's something that has nothing to do with the girl that's making you crazy because all of a sudden, I and I'm saying, look into the reasons. What doesn't what don't you feel comfortable with? To me, you referenced something very specific. He deleted her off Snapchat, his only social media. I think that's kind of weird. I would understand if you thought that was weird. I would understand. If you saw your boyfriend, who has no social media other than Snapchat, all of a sudden is connected to his new hot employee, how did that happen? I would understand that questioning how did that happen would then turn into getting drunk and getting mad about this really hot employee being someone he's into. I would get that. I don't think you're that crazy. I think you're actually pretty reasonable. Snapchat is a secretive app that you only share with people that you like try to connect with. How did that happen? How did you guys find each other on Snap? I, and if you're not thinking this way, I'm sorry to bring up the one thing that would maybe bring you more anxiety, but if I'm talking to the boyfriend, the boyfriend can say whatever he wants to me, I would just want to know how did that happen? How did you two come across each other on Snapchat? And to the point where you needed to delete this person. Were you communicating over it? Did you just happen to search the names in your contacts and that's how you got together? I would want that because to me, that would be what would start my jealousy. I would go, hmm, no social media, seemingly not in tune with social media if you have no other apps, finds the hottest person I've ever seen on the app. I would have a talk about that and say that and put it in me terms. I just feel that you have no other social media then all of a sudden you get a hot employee. All of a sudden you guys are snapping each other or have connections over Snapchat. Why? Why? Why was this necessary? Do you guys communicate over that at work? Isn't there Slack or email? So that's, you know, sometimes we want to say, you know the the easy one route to go is well they're hot and that's why I'm jealous and it's like and it's my insecurities about not being as hot as that girl no 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 it's it's there's a reasonable insecurity where did that girl come from on Snap I don't know but maybe that's the talk you should be having that's it for me love doing an alone cast if you like it let me know let me know what you think of the alone episodes I love doing them uh, we're here every Tuesday and Friday we'll be back next episode from Feather Studios with a guest and classic Shelb. We'll be back next episode, boom.